The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This week on the Chicago Bears Review, the Jacksonville Jaguars came for a visit to Soldier Field on Sunday with our beloved looking to take down Bortles and company and get only their first back-to-back wins in our home turf since 2014. Did the Bears handle the promising Jags, or are they reeling once again? All of this plus Bear Up and Bear Down on the Week 6 Review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to a very rare occasion, and that rare occasion happens about once a season when our beloved Chicago Bears just happen to play on Thursday. It is the, let's just call it what it is, the knee-jerk reaction review episode of the Chicago Bears review. Now granted, it's been about five hours Uh, since the Bears choked their ass in the fourth quarter and lost the game uh, to the Jaguars, uh, 17-16. But it has been five hours, so I've had, you know, this is probably a different show than it would have been if I was recording this at 3.30 instead of uh, 8.01 at night. Uh, Here I am uh, doing this. Uh, Still pissed um, because it's, it's the same stuff. It's the same crap, and I think that's what makes it worse than anything else is that um you know we we know what what the problems are we we know as a team or what it is that we should be doing we're just we're just not doing it we are not doing it uh the bears at one point or or, you know you'll hear in the knee-jerk reactions the bears were up 13 to nothing at the end of three quarters the defense really had a handle on the jaguars and i was really really worried you know, because you heard me talk to Colton Manziel about it. You heard me talk about it in the in the preview episode that, you know, how worried I was that we had so much trouble stopping T.Y. Hilton, just one guy, last week. I can't imagine what the Bears secondary is going to struggle with when we have to stop two in Hearns and Robinson. And, you know, they weren't really much of a factor in this game. I mean, they made their catches, but as far as being the dominant pair that, that I've come to know them to be, that did not happen today. You know, Blake Bortles, for the most part, very ineffective throughout the entire football game. I, I, I sent out one tweet during this entire game, just one. And that one tweet was right at halftime. Uh, the Bears are up 10 to nothing. And, and the tweet was that uh, there's a lot of bad to mediocre football being played out there. And it's not hard to see why these teams only have one win apiece. That was prevalent all the way through. From the first moment of you know of the kickoff to the game to the very last play uh, of the football game, it just uh, you know it's it's no mystery why it is these two teams you know coming into it only had one win each. So I mean, granted, the Bears and the Jaguars should both have more than one win uh, on their ledger uh, this season, but 
it's because these teams consistently cannot get out of their own way that they are in the situation that they are, despite the fact that looking at this year's roster and comparing it to last year's, they should. They are both, on paper at least, better football teams than they were a year ago, but they have zero, very little to nothing to show for it. Um, despite that little rant, what's going on, everybody? Larry D. back for the Week 6 review episode of the Chicago Bears Review, and, of course, we're back on Sunday night because we got a Thursday night game to uh, look forward to, and I'm not sure I am looking forward to it because it's the Packers, for one, who just got blasted at home uh, by the Cowboys the number one rush defense in the league just got blown up for about a buck 60 by Ezekiel Elliott uh, and the Cowboys so they're probably going to be looking for some kind of uh, you know revenge or uh, atonement or whatever you want to call it uh, you know on national TV against their their biggest and oldest rival so uh, you know uh, right off the bat I'm not looking forward to it (laughs) and and you know we talked about it in the preview episode the bears are one and five now and we've got green bay at lambeau where believe it or not we've had more success against green bay over the in in most in recent memory anyway and then we've got monday night uh against the vikings who are as hot a team as there is uh in the league right now power rankings have them at number one uh you know on on several power rankings the vikings are the number one team uh in the league right now we have them on monday night football before we go into the bye right now we are staring down the barrel of a one in seven mark at the bye week and you hear me talk about it i I mentioned it in the knee-jerk reactions i talked about it in in the uh in the review in the preview episode or you know last week that uh you know you have to expect there are going to be some changes you know I mean, even if even if the only change is to take play calling duties away from Dole Loggins and give them to somebody else on the staff. OK, we can't sit and do nothing or we can't sit and keep doing the same thing we've been doing because it is flat out not working. It just isn't. So anyway, I'm going to take a step back from that right now. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to play you these knee jerk reactions pretty much. Uh, back to back, and then because I want to talk about the game as a whole, I'm one thing that that I'm I'm <laughs> that I don't want to do today is have to backtrack the things that I say or hold back on things that I say because I know I don't because I don't want to be redundant. I don't want to say the same thing over and over because I just said it in the knee jerk reaction, so I'm going to say it again, or I say it before I say it on the knee jerk reaction, so on and so forth. So I'm going to play these things pretty much back to back here and. Uh, you know, then we'll talk about the game as a whole. I think I'd like to do it better. I like to do it that this that way this time. So here we go. Knee jerk reaction to the first quarter of the Bears and the Jags, and there's really not a whole lot to be said thus far. Uh, the Jags have only had the ball the one time. They did basically drive the ball the length of the field because it was a, a Pat O'Donnell punt on the first drive, got him inside the 10 yard line for the Jags. They drove it all the way down to the Bear goal line, and the Bears intercepted Tracy Porter off of a deflection, basically, or actually Allen Robinson uh, almost caught the ball 
ball for a touchdown. It bounced up in the air. Tracy Porter brings it down. The Bears saved themselves from uh, giving up a touchdown on the opening drive. Uh, the Bears are still on that drive. Um, it's been basically nothing but penalties so far uh, for both teams. Uh, not a lot of good of football being played in the first quarter. The good news is the Bears have the football. They're get their deep in Jag territory, and it's still nothing, nothing. <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction to the second quarter of the Bears and the Jaguars. And as uh, the announcers are just saying, the Bears have snapped the longest streak in the NFL for um, games taking their opponent or like shutting out their opponent at half by halftime. The Bears had not done it in 63 games as they go into halftime with a 10 to nothing lead on the This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jaguars, basically the story of the games thus far has been the Bears on offense, but as usual... We have very, very little to show for it. The Bears had drives of 6, 11, 16, and I think about 7 or 8 in their four drives in the play. So much better than the usual three and outs that we've been seeing uh, on, on, on routine uh, for the Bears. But we only have the one touchdown to show for it, a Jordan Howard uh, run from about four or five yards out at the end of that 16-play uh, dri- drive uh, from 86 yards uh, and capped off by the Jordan Howard run. On defense, it's it's equal parts. The Bears are, are doing okay, and the Jaguars are not doing well kind of thing. I mean, we have one sack in the game from Willie Young on Blake Bortles. Uh, they haven't really run the ball very well right now. They can throw it. Um, Marquise Lee has actually made more catch than, like, Hearns and Robinson has. But, you know, for the most part, like I said at the first quarter, knee-jerk reaction, not a lot of good football being played. You can see why both of these teams only have one win uh, apiece. The good news is the Bears are ahead 10 to nothing, and we start the football, start the second half with the football. Tell you what, how about we stop here? First of all, I was just wrong at that moment. The Bears got the ball to start the game, so they did not start the football, or the second half with the ball. Um, but it, is, it really is kind of a tale of two halves, even though the Bears continue their dominance into the third quarter. In the first half, um, the Bears, you know, the, 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 that touchdown drive in particular was an 86-yard drive. It took like seven and a half minutes off the clock. Like uh, it was either the 11-play drive or the six, I believe it was the 16-play drive. And 
Um, you know, the Bears had like 18, 19 minutes time of possession to just over 10 uh, for the Jaguars. Uh, the Bears were like seven for seven on third down conversions, like seven for eight or something like that on third down conversions. Um, you know, had made two trips into the red zone, but still only had the one touchdown to show for it. They were up 10 to nothing. They had, you know, they had the momentum. They had the lead. They were playing better than the Jaguars were. But like I said, the mediocrity was the was the, you know, the rule of the day uh, pretty much. And, uh, you know, it was not an entertaining game at all to watch. Uh, today and in the first half the Bears uh, had the lead and you know were dominant in the process but because of their inability to put the football into the end zone the Jaguars remain into this game and into the second half and into the third quarter knee-jerk reaction about to play for you now I could kind of see the writing on the wall knee-jerk reaction to the third quarter of the Bears and the Jaguars and um, you know again a lot of mediocre to bad football being played. Uh, the Bears statistically are dominating this game pretty much everywhere except on the scoreboard. The, the Bears have way more time of possession. The Bears have run more plays. They've got way more yardage on offense. The, the Jaguars have like had less than 100 yards of offense coming into this, uh, you know, going into this drive that they're on right now. But it's only 13 to nothing. Uh, the Bears got the ball all the way down inside the Jag 10-yard line and had to settle for a field goal. Uh, so it's 13 to nothing right now. The Jaguars on the ensuing drive, only their second sustained drive of the entire football game. The first one was the one that ended in the interception to start off the game for them uh, offensively. And here they are inside the five-yard line for the Bears right now. And if they score, they're only going to be down six in the fourth quarter. So, you know, me, you know, while the Bears have dominated the first 45 minutes of the game, there's still a chance Jacksonville could come back and win this thing in the fourth quarter. So the Bears need to tighten it up on defense and put the ball in the end zone on offense. No more field goals. And like most stubborn children, they won't listen to dad, even though he knows better, uh, even though he knows what they should be doing or how they should be doing it. They're ignorant and they're hard-headed and they have to learn by doing it wrong. And, you know, lessons have to be learned. Unfortunately, these are grown men who are doing this professionally and uh, just (laughs) they didn't. I mean, not that they would, but they didn't listen. They absolutely didn't listen. And, you know, even though we, we can't say that they weren't trying, but the result is still the same. Instead of, uh, I mean, the Bears had another drive there. The Jaguars did score. The Bears had another drive then went inside. And anyway, you, you'll hear me talk about it. Knee-jerk reaction to the fourth quarter of the Bears and the Jaguars. And let me just say, I hate it when I'm right. I hate it when I'm right because um, the Bears went into the fourth quarter with a 13 to nothing lead. Uh, the Jaguars were inside the five. They finished off that drive to make it 13 to seven. Okay, and I warned at the end of the third quarter knee-jerk reaction that if we keep settling for field goals, Jaguars is still in this football game. And what happened? <laughs> well, after Jaguars scored, the Bears did nothing with their drive. The next time the Jags had the ball, they're deep in, in their own territory. A sack by Willie Young, his second of the game, forces a fumble. The Bears recover, get the ball inside the Jaguar 10-yard line, and uh, what? 
settle for a field goal, making it only 16-7. to The Jaguars add a field goal later on. The Jaguars have the ball again because now not only can the offense not score points, but when we were like 7-10 for 10 on third down in the first half, I think we were 0-7, for 0-8 for 8 in the second half. We could not stay on the field again. Became an issue uh, for the Bears. The Jaguars were able to drive the ball down the field, a big 50-yard touchdown pass. Uh, to Aurelius Ben uh, to take the lead 17-16, to and that's how the game ends. That's how the game ends. The Bears get the ball back with four minutes uh, to go. They drive the ball. They get down to midfield, but it's penalties once again that kill us. The Bears would have had like fourth and six uh, in, in Jaguars territory, but a holding call on third down made it third and 16, and the Bears, I don't even think, made it back into Jaguar territory to uh, finish off the uh, football game. So the Jaguars run out the clock, and the Bears lose again. Uh, second week in a row that I have to say we should have won this game. Uh, we should be a 3-3 three and three football team right now. Instead, we're 1-5. We have three days of rest before we play the Packers on Thursday night football, and then 10 days before we get slaughtered by the Minnesota Vikings on Monday night football. We are staring right down the barrel of a 1-7 record going into the bye two weeks from now. So it's, uh, yeah, we very well could, and I would not be surprised at this point with the way this team is playing we very well could be staring at a brand new head coach coming out of the bye going into week number 10 now granted that is most likely a very unlikely scenario but as i mentioned earlier in the show already you'd have to think you'd have like logic would dictate something has to change after if if the bears and in fact do continue to play the way that they have but now we're actually going to be playing against better football teams. We're going to be playing against a very pissed off three and two Minnesota Vikings, or excuse me, Green Bay Packer team. And then uh, the following week we'll play on national television again. Thank you very much, NFL. Uh, on Monday Night Football, most likely a six and zero Minnesota Viking team. And you know, <laughs> I just don't see us playing better football against better teams. You know, if we can't handle the mediocrity of the Indianapolis Colts and the and the uh, you know the Jacksonville Jaguars all all due respect but they're just not playing good football right now and we weren't we couldn't play well enough to beat either one of those teams you know granted we should have won both of those games but we just didn't do what needed to be done in order for that to be possible so you know we lose both of those games and we should have we should have lost those games. I mean, it's it's funny for me to say, or ironic, or contradictory for me to say, we should have won the game, but we also we we should have lost. I mean, based on how we played, we absolutely should have lost. Okay, and based on what we should have done, we should have won. Basically, I mean, I don't know how goofy that sounds or whatever, but I think you guys know what I'm trying to say. And it's frustrating to sit there, to sit here on this couch and watch these games, and and. <laughs> it's the same problem over and over again. We're in the red zone, all of a sudden. The, the offense and the play calling, the, the offense, we can't figure it out. We absolutely cannot figure it out. We can't get the ball into the end zone. We got to settle for field goals. And all that does is give your opponent the opportunity to stay in the game, for them to stay in the game. And that's exactly what happened today. You heard me say it at the end of the third quarter knee-jerk reaction that if the Bears keep settling for field goals, this is going to catch up to them, and it absolutely did. And I and I said that because 
of the potential for explosiveness within the offense for the Jaguars because of the potential for the Bears secondary to fail at times, you know, and that didn't happen very much today, but the Jaguars did get a rhythm going. They kind of did a two-minute uh, two offense thing, got the football uh, down the field, got themselves in a position, started moving the chains. I don't know. Maybe they finally figured out they cracked the code on our defense or whatever the case may have been, but they scored 17 points in the fourth quarter on the Bears, and it won them the football game. So it's, you know, it's extremely frustrating to sit here and say that you know, here we are, the supporting fan base of a one and five team. You know, at they should be three and three. They should be riding high on a three-game winning streak going into this big game against the Packers. But instead, you know, here we are, one and five, potentially staring at a one and seven record. And there have to be changes on the horizon. We can't sit and do nothing. And even if, like I said, even if that it's a cosmetic change, where all we're doing is either you know, if it, like, you know, maybe Dole Loggins doesn't have to lose his job, but maybe we hand over the play calling duties to someone else uh, on the staff. Maybe the new the the you know, the, the running back coach or the, you know, anybody who might have any kind of play calling experience. Maybe, you know, maybe there's something we need to research. If, do any of our our other staff members on the offensive side have any play calling history even as coordinators in college or anything like that maybe that's something that we need to take a look at you know or we just fire logins altogether. who knows okay maybe that's what we have to do so but something absolutely has to change between now and week 10 when the uh when the tennessee titans uh when the bears go to tennessee to play the titans you know as a matter of fact if we lose that game to tennessee we will be 0-4 against the AFC South. I could have not seen that coming. I, I did not see that coming when the season started. To be honest with you, uh, I thought that we would be, at worst, I thought we'd be 3-1 and against the South. You know, going into the season, I thought that maybe we would lose to the Colts. But I, I thought we could beat the Texans. I thought we might lose to the Colts because of whatever. And I definitely thought that we'd beat Jacksonville and Tennessee. And, um, you know, I just had a feeling about, you know, week one on the road against the Texans. I like our chances there, uh, you know, that kind of thing. I, I thought the Bears would be 3-1 and one against the South. Or, or maybe I thought it would be 3-1 and one losing to either Houston or, you know, I thought we'd lose to one or the other. I thought maybe we'd split Houston and Indy and then definitely beat Tennessee and Jacksonville. So, anyway, here we are 0-3. And, and uh, if we can't beat ten and ten, uh, Tennessee week number 10, uh, we will have been swept by the AFC South. And I, like I said, I did not see that coming. So, um, yeah, right now we're 0 for the century against everybody. 1-0 against the NFC North. So, hey, that's awesome. And uh, we got our other two NFC North games coming up uh, here in the next uh, couple of weeks. So, anyway, that is going to do it for the review. Uh, that's that's pretty much all I have to say. There was, a, like I said, uh, uh, several times, as a matter of fact, there was a lot of crappy football out there today. Not hard to see why these teams are struggling the way that they are, why they have the records uh, that they do, and why the future, at least in 2016, is bleak for both of these franchises. And uh, most likely is going to be a lot of changes in the offseason for both teams. Uh, you know, what level and, and what kind of changes will be made will remain to be seen, especially with the remaining, you know, 
eight or nine, ten games left to, uh, in the season. But um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a long year. If it you know, if, as if it hadn't been already, but it, it's going to get longer when the Cubs are done. You know, whenever that happens. Or right now, game two of the NLCS is is, uh, is taking place, and I'm I'm not watching it so I can concentrate. But uh, you know. If if it wasn't for the Cubs, I mentioned this during the the the, the preview episode. If it wasn't for the Cubs, I'd I'd probably be driven to drink by this team. You know, I was like, I don't drink alcohol. I never have. You know, just never been one of my things. And uh, you know, uh, this has definitely got me looking for that bottle of whiskey I hid somewhere that one time. You know what I'm saying? It just that's the kind of football is being played by this team, or how maddening it is to watch them play uh, every Sunday. So. Anyway, that's going to do it for the review of the Bears and the Jags for week number six. What do you say we go ahead and wrap this up with everybody's favorite segment, Bear Up and Bear Down. I promise this won't take long, but we got our bear up and bear down for week number six of the Chicago Bears review, and it's going to go like this. Very short, very sweet, very to the point. Bear up, Cameron Meredith, and not so much because he had some glorious impact on the game, but more so for the consistency. He was our leading receiver for the second week in a row, uh, eight catches, 113 yards, so another fantastic performance uh, from uh, Cameron Meredith. Uh, no touchdowns this week, but then again, if your name wasn't Jordan Howard, you didn't score a touchdown for the Bears this week. So, yeah, there you go. But uh, just for the for the consistency, for stepping up and, and being that guy, uh, bear up for Cameron Meredith. Good for him. Hopefully he can uh, he can keep it up. And, uh, you know, then we, we really might have something on our hands. Cameron Meredith and Kevin White, knock on wood. Alshon Jeffrey, knock on wood. Uh, you know, so we'll see. Uh, bear up to Willie Young. Two more sacks, a strip fumble uh, today, uh, created that turnover that got the Bears the that last field goal drive. Um, you know, if we score a touchdown, we're up 20 to, 20 to 6. I mean, I really think that puts the game away. But unfortunately, the uh, we just came up, which leads me to this. Bear down, uh, Dole Loggins. Uh, I honestly believe your days are numbered with the franchise. Um, you know, I really do. It's... Uh, if you manage to maintain and and or manage to to maintain through the season if you're still on the staff uh week number 17 you will not be on the staff january 2nd the day after uh the season ends and just bear down to the offense in general your ineptitude your inability to close in the red zone four trips into the red zone now the good news is we scored every single time we were there but the bad news is it wasn't enough. Three field goals, one touchdown, and no no big plays or, or anything like that, which is why, which is why Jay Cutler has to come back when he's healthy. That's why, okay? With Brian Hoyer, all the good that he's done and as consistent as he has been. He wasn't as accurate today as he needed as he was in the previous uh, two weeks. He had 19 incompletions, 30 for... 49 uh today um no touchdowns but also more importantly no turnovers no picks no fumbles or anything like that which unfortunately jay is known for um but 
with Brian Hoyer, I feel like we're only dipping into part of the playbook. And I think that with Jay Cutler, we have the ability uh, with with not only with his arm, but his but his feet. Jay scrambles. Brian Hoyer, not a runner, not at all. And, um, uh, you know, not that we run the speed the sprint option with him or anything like that. But it's, uh, you know, with with Hoyer, it's I think we're limited with Hoyer. I, I honestly do feel like we are limited with Hoyer as the quarterback and we can really open things up with Jay. I think we're more dynamic as with the emergence of Cameron Meredith. I, I can't wait to see what he can do with Jay Cutler out there on the field, you know, and, and, and more deep balls down the field for Alshon. It just, I just, we're this dinking and dunking stuff. Isn't going to work. It's not working. It's absolutely not going to work. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, and as I said before in the preview episode, I can't argue with the Bears. They want to stick with Hoyer because he's doing everything that Cutler wasn't doing. You know, he is being more consistent. He is taking care of the football. He is helping the offense move down the field. And not that Jay was lighting up the scoreboard or anything like that. I mean, we had the same troubles in the red zone with Jay that we did with Hoyer. It's just that I feel like with Hoyer, we have to be in the red zone in order to score. You know, to have the chance to score with Jay, we can score from anywhere on the field. And that's really what the Bears offense is missing. You know, our opponents are only really worried about the 15 yards in front of them. They're not worried about what's going on 20 yards behind them. You know what I'm saying? The safeties kind of hit a wall at some point because they know that everything is going to happen in front of them. And that's why the Bears have so much trouble when they get into the red zone because all of a sudden that wall disappears. You know, it becomes the the big green monster in Fenway. You know, there's like, oh, there's this huge wall right here in the goal line. And, uh, you know, you're not going to get past it. And, and you know, eventually they do not. So we have to send up set up for field goals. And we should be going for uh, touchdowns. So, yeah. So bear down to Loggins, bear down to the offense. It's because of you that the Jaguars won the game. You know, granted, you weren't the ones that gave up 17 points in the fourth quarter, but... If you let's just say two of those drives are touchdowns, that's 24 points. The Jaguars have to score four times in the th- in the fourth quarter just to tie us, not to beat us, to tie us. You know they have to score four times. Four, you know, yeah. So anyway, that didn't happen. Uh, I got two other bear ups. I got uh, the defense in general. You have to give it to them. Granted, they felt they fell at the end, but again. Not necessarily their fault. The Jaguars are in garbage time trying to make a game out of it, and the offense just didn't do their jobs to, uh, to protect the defense, you know, uh, especially in the second half. In the first half, it was awesome, but still crappy at the same time. Awesome because the defense was off the field for two-thirds of the first quarter because the offense was racking up the plays, racking up the time of possession, keeping the Jags offense off the field, giving them fewer opportunities to hurt us. And in the second quarter, like I said, we were 0 for whatever on third down conversions and couldn't keep ourselves on the field long enough to put anything together and, you know, help the defense out. You know, the defense pitched a shutout for the first 45 minutes of the football game and lost today. It's and and honestly, I I don't put that on the defense at all. I put that on the offense. We should have just we flat out should have had more points uh, in this football game. So, and then finally, just because he's been on the bear down list when he hasn't delivered 
Well, today he did. Not that it was clutch or anything like that. As a matter of fact, we didn't put ourselves in a position to give him a chance to win the game for us. But Connor Barth was three for three today. So maybe he's past the uh, maybe he's past it. Who knows? He, I mean, granted his slump was last week against Indy, but still, you know, maybe he's past it. And uh, you know, that vote of confidence that Pace and Fox gave him uh, through the media this week uh, kind of uh, you know put a little more air in his lungs and poke his chest out a little bit more to uh, to feel like he is supported and uh, you know, despite his failings, that he was still going to be on the team. Uh, so he went three for three today. Uh, none of the field goals was very long just because we were in the red zone at the time. But uh, granted, you know, he had trouble with field goals like that before, but he nailed all three of them today. So just to be fair, I put him on the bear down list for the times that he let us down. So I put him on the bear up list for the time that he didn't. So bear up to Connor Barth. Welcome to the list, buddy. So that's going to do it for the week six review episode of the Chicago Bears review. Come back on Tuesday. When we preview this game between the Bears and the Packers, and we will have Evan Western from Acme Packing Company on SB Nation to talk to us about this game and should be an interesting conversation uh, considering that both of our teams lost rather unspectacularly uh, on Sunday. Uh, the Bears just you know, choking their ass in the fourth quarter and, and the Cowboys just dominating Green Bay uh, through the run game, which is ironic in its own way because – of the uh, the fact that Green Bay was only allowing like 50, game, 50 yards a game rushing coming into it, and Ezekiel Elliott by himself ran for about three times that much uh, on Sunday. So anyway, oh, and just one more quick note. Uh, always remember you guys can hear me and uh, my good friends Ron uh, Frank and uh, Ron Rugg and Kyle Frank uh, on Football is America. Remember, Kyle, we had him on last week for the Colts preview. And, uh, you know, it's a general football show, so we talk every team, not just the Bears. And, uh, of course, uh, once again, they're doing the uh, the GoFundMe thing to try to get me an Xbox and, you know, something to keep my mind occupied during this recent bout of, of unemployment. It's uh, GoFundMe.com slash Larry's Xbox. And right now I'm kind of working out a thing with with Ron we're, we're we're trying to figure out what the incentives are going to be what the what the dollar amount you know the assignment for that kind of thing uh will be uh as well and uh you know it, it'll be the things that we've kind of had an idea for was I think I mentioned in the preview episode um you know for a certain dollar amount will uh you know Xbox Live will will I'll play Madden with you or Rocket League or whatever game uh, you want. Hopefully it'll be Madden so you can beat the hell out of me. And I'll play with it. Whatever team you want me to play with. You can be the Bears. I'll be the Browns. I don't care. Whatever. Um, I've also, um, as you guys may know, I'm also into graphic design. I've thought about uh, maybe doing like custom wallpapers for your cell phone or, or your desktop. Um, you know, it was like the, the, the cell phone will be one price. The wallpaper would be another. And for another price, I'll give you both, you know, things like that. I think football is America t-shirt will also be in there. I don't have any t-shirts made up for the Chicago bears review. Not yet. And, uh, maybe I can get my friend, uh, over in the UK, Barry Hodgson to print out some Chicago bears review posters with, as a matter of fact, anyone who's been following me on Facebook knows that I'm designing a brand new logo. 
uh, for the show. It's done. I haven't released it yet. It's done. Uh, maybe I'll send that off to uh, to Barry, and he can print out some new posters for us, and that can be another uh, incentive for the GoFundMe page. So keep your eyes peeled on that. Check on the uh, on the page. Ron will update it once we uh, get everything figured out about what uh, what the incentives will be, and so on and so forth. And uh, you know, as that goes along. So I don't know if there are any donations. I don't check, but uh, you know, it's just uh, something for fun, I suppose. And uh, if we achieve our goal, great. If we don't. You know, whatever. You'll get your money back. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that's going to do it for the week six preview, uh, review episode of the Chicago Bears review. Let's tuck this one away and, and get it out of our minds forever. We'll move on and we get to move on quickly to week seven and the preview. And we'll be back in a couple of days talking to Evan Western about the Packers and the Bears on Thursday Night Football. So until then, my name is Larry D and this has been the Chicago Bears review.